Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. This is Susan from Jacksonville, Florida. I am a creep and wish there was even more episodes. Uh, I think Charity asked something about saying, oh, sweetie. And I'm about as Southern as you get, born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, lived in the South, except for 10 years overseas. And you want to say, oh, sweetie, as if it's just the worst thing in the world. Y'all have a great day and keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. Wow. That is a Southern accent. I love it. One of the things we in charity were just talking the other day about this, that when we get all the people calling in, absolutely love just hearing everybody's voice. Definitely. Just a reminder. If you call and leave a voicemail, it does say in that message that this can and will be used on the show. Oh, definitely. I do have a couple that I was kind of holding back going, ah, I probably shouldn't. But maybe we should. But I should. You we'll should. have to put them out there soon. All right, guys. There has been a ton of talk in the Case Watch Crime Creep group. There has. First, all right, let me do some housekeeping bizanos. Bizanos. The douchebag word going nowheres. Yeah. That is here. I love my douchebags. I love my douche canoes. I love my douche creeps. That's part part of us 
That's from day one. It was said on the first episode, and it's never going to change. Nope. Number two, if you guys go to www.casewatchpodcast.com, I just redid it. There's links to everything there now because you get a lot of people that ask, oh, where's the shirts? Where's the stickers? How do I get to the Facebook group? What about the private Facebook group? It's all there. Just go to casewatchpodcast.com. And you can click to buy a sticker. You can click the buy us a coffee, tip us on Venmo, tip us on Cash App. Not that we're asking, but people have asked. So it's there. So all of that is right there. Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast. Twitter, Case Watch Pod. I've had a couple people tag us in Twitter this last couple of weeks. No way. That's awesome. I, I did the little heart thing. I think I did the right thing. Oh, I don't okay. know. I don't know how to use Twitter. I'm still learning. Well, I got to get that. Remember those old dummy books? I got to find Twitter for dummies. Well, don't ask me because I don't know. But know what I do know? I, I know that you just had to have me show you how to print something from your computer. That's not what I was going to talk <laughs> about, Mark. I was going to talk about that I am finally in the special group on Facebook. Yes, she is now a crime creep. I am an official crime creep. And I was very, people welcomed me with open arms. So thank you. I was slightly jealous. I had that group all to myself for this whole time. And Uh now you're there. And it was just like the biggest post that we've had in Case Watch Crime Creep history. And I'm chatty. So, you know, I'm going to be commenting on this. I'm not. I know. That's more my thing. I try to, but it's just like, I'm not a huge, believe it or not, it's funny because all I do for a living is talk into a microphone. Mm -hmm. And I am the most not talkative person in real life. And you know that from knowing me. I don't really like to talk. I just would rather watch YouTube videos and... (laughs) You know, play on my phone. Eh, whatever. You know, I was thinking the other day, I know you still watch TV shows. I do. I Not really TV shows. I do lo- because I like to binge watch things. I don't like to wait a week. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> so I watch a lot of like Netflix and stuff like that. I'm really down to two TV shows now. Really? That's it. Yeah. I watch Better Call Saul and then I watch Gold Rush. Okay. Those are the only ones that I like. But it was funny because... I don't know, maybe about three years ago, I noticed a switch where I started watching YouTube all the time. Yep. And I binged YouTube. And I was super curious. Hey, Crime Creeps, who do you guys watch on YouTube? Is there somebody in particular that you like to watch? I watch all kinds of tutorials on makeup, hair, if I watch YouTube at all. But I don't have anyone like specific, I would say. Oh, my God. See, I have like people that I subscribe to and like I'm a closet fan. Oh, I love that. Who? Like who? All right. So I have Camping with Steve. What is, does Steve go camping? Steve is awesome, first off. Like, if you guys have not heard of him, a lot of them probably have, because he's super big on YouTube. Maybe we can get Steve to listen to Case Watch. No, he probably wouldn't listen oh, to Case Watch, okay. because his, his whole thing, he's off the grid camping, and oh, he camps oh, in, like, okay. um, plain sight, basically. Like, he'll camp behind a sign and see if he can get caught. And oh, stuff. I love like, that. It's awesome. That's like, awesome. I absolutely love him. And then I, I watch this guy called Locks NY. Because I do kind of locksmithy stuff on the side. Yes, he does. And I enjoy watching him. And he's funny. And he's from upstate New York. Uh, I watch a guy named Potato Jet. Oh. Yeah, he is like a Hollywood guy. So all the stuff that you see in the studio and the cameras and all that stuff, like I've watched reviews on it on his channel. And that's that's how I set my stuff up. And uh, Kara and Nate, who are a married couple, you know, and they blog and they travel the country. They actually travel the world, kind of like what Gabby Petito wanted to do. It was very similar model to that. And then I watch a guy named Tom Buck, who's just like an audio nerd. And people who know me, like, that's right up my alley. Oh, yeah, totally. I love it. I love all of that stuff. 
And I do have a super surprise in my audio board that I got to play here in a little bit. I'm super excited. He just cracked his knuckles. Did you guys hear that? I did. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Real quick, guys. Also, we're running low on voicemails. Oh, so no. So you got to hook us up. 603-212-4600. Good job, Mark. I went slow. It was so hard you for me. You did very good. Uh, you want to follow us on Instagram? I'm at NotMarkB. Charity is at Charity underscore CaseWatch. And we are within three of each other at this point. I know. I check every day. They, the people like us equally, I think. Actually, somebody put Sophie's name mixed in with ours. And it, I can't even pronounce how it was, but I laughed. I was like, that's awesome. That is awesome. That was super cool. Sophie, Sophie is part of the show. She is. And you guys will find out that out here in a minute. Oh, yes. So real quick, let's uh, creep back around to the swearing thing. So we're going to be, we're done with the 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 bleeping button because yeah. that you guys don't like that that's yeah. fine so we've now said you know how george carlin had the seven dirty words yes i do so we we're gonna have a dirty word list that we're not gonna say and then we'll have other ones like i am completely fine with dick because that's somebody's name yes i'm also completely fine with bitch yep that's a female dog <laughs> Yes, and I'm completely fine with all forms of douchebagisms. Oh, to that's my faves still. Douche canoe, douche rapper, douche tree, <laughs> douche Tyson, like you Do name it. Oh, we're going to be talking about that, I hope. Oh, we are. Yeah. I have thoughts. Me too. Maybe not what other people's are. I don't know. I put something up in, with you, Crime Creeps. And they, I saw that and I was gonna. I got halfway through it typed out and I was like, you yeah. know what? We're recording in like they, two hours. Uh, they have some good opinions. And they both go both ways. And sure I feel do. a little bit about both. Yep, me too. I really do. So we're going to say a couple words here and there, but we're gonna we're not going to do the really dirty, nasty words because yeah. it's just gross and it's just saying stuff to say stuff. I mean, there's other podcasts where, you That's know. That's all they do. Without saying anything negative about other shows, but there's other true prime podcasts where somebody will say something and the answer is a four-letter F-bomb right. every what, single time. Like, blank. Blank. Yeah. And they just inflect it and, different ways. And, and we're honestly, not like that. Honestly, that doesn't bother me, but it might bother somebody else. And so that's why we are trying to be a little more mindful. Maybe at some day we will put out like an unedited show. Our live shows. We we swear in our live shows. Yeah. We do our, we do not edit those. No, we don't. Charity lets the four letter words fly in those. Charity Charity has a mouth on her, guys. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> All right. So let's talk Mike Tyson. Let's. We got to. Can I? We can do yeah. case. The, yeah, the case pointer. Court the fingers do it. up. Do it. Do it. Yes, it's in session, baby. It sure is. All right, that guy is a total douchebag who was antagonizing Mike Tyson. So one of the creeps came and said that they said that they think he, the guy did it on purpose, hoping to push him so far to the edge that he does something like he did. Okay, so first, I'm not saying it's right. He should never have laid his hands on the guy because now. He's guy, opened up to a lawsuit. You know that guy's going after him for money. Oh, has to be. All right. So here, let me preface this. Let me preface this oh. with violence is not the answer to any way. I don't no. condone violence. I don't agree with it. Have I been in a fight and punched somebody before? Absolutely. I mean, it happens. I get it. You, I, I, I'm a hothead at some levels. Like, right. it is what it is. <laughs> Hey, whatever. We all have moments that aren't great, but I do not advocate violence. 
If you watch, so this is what makes me so mad. When you watch this videos, you see that second part where it's just Mike Tyson punching the guy. Yeah. It like it, it just jumps right to that. Now, when you peel back the onion a little bit, you find a second video of his buddy who is sitting across the aisle who is goading him. Totally goading him. And this guy is talking some smack. Both of them are. And they and and everybody knows that Mike Tyson's a hothead. Like we Absolutely. all know that about him. So why would you do that to someone? Especially and I would never want to get punched by Mike Tyson. Oh my God. Oh I my kinda God. would. Oh dear Lord. Like not to sue because I'm not one of them D bags, but right. to basically say, like, dude, I got punched by Mike Tyson. I, I took a punch by Mike. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um and I'm not saying know. Mike Tyson's a great guy. No, I'm not no, saying no, no, we're no. not commenting on any of his uh, past or any of his. No, definitely which not. Which really drives me nuts because this is the way this news media is because the first thing they do is go to everything negative that's ever happened to him. Right. How oh, about just course. reporting on the story? Right. Somebody was antagonized. All right, here we go. Put yourself in Mike Tyson's shoes. You're sitting in that seat. You're not famous. The idiot kid behind you is reaching over that seat and he's pointing at you and he's talking to you and he's in your ear. We are fresh off of COVID times at this point. Still. Right. There was glass screens between them. He was up over the top of that in Mike Tyson's face. Now, yeah. imagine that was you. You're sitting there minding your own business on a plane, which is already full of anxiety. I don't know if anybody's flown recently. I have a whole crap load of times. And that airport's a nightmare. You're already anxiety levels nine. Right. I have massive social anxiety and I get stressed out when I'm in those situations and I get punchy. Yeah. Not as Not, punchy as this guy's face got, but no. Now you got this idiot reaching over around and doing what he's doing. And they're making mockumentary basically of Mike Tyson right. on this video. I would have probably punched this dude too. Like I'm just being completely honest. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mike Tyson has now opened himself up to a lawsuit. Yep. There's video proof of it. And they're Throwing the whole narrative of like, oh, this guy should have known better. I'm a firm advocate of this old saying, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Congratulations, douchebag. You want a punch in the face from Mike Tyson. Ugh. And now you're right. Now Mike Tyson is now the center again of something quote unquote bad, you know? No, I hear you. I mean, we just stopped he... thinking about that face tattoo, and now here it is again. I know. It's like, come on. I wish he hadn't punched him. I really don't, because now, like you said, it's going to it's gonna escalate to something else, a bigger story. I love, though, that we live in a society lately of uh, do-gooders that never done anything wrong in their whole life. Right. Because they're all commenting on, like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, my God, Becky, look at her butt. <laughs> it's, like, so big. He looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. That's kind of what it's like. It, it's so frustrating because everybody does no wrong anymore. Right. And they're instantly to jump on to Facebook and basically trash people. Yep. I don't know. I love it. But people that live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. So True. I'm going to rule because I run this court that that guy is a douchebag. Mike Tyson should not have punched him and we shouldn't advocate violence, but stay out of people's freaking space, guys. Give yeah, me a break. I agree. He should never have punched him, but but that's what happened. Hey, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. I guess. We'll, we'll follow this because it's not over. Some I guarantee crazy it's stuff not over. going on, right? My gosh. It is. So now you want to go uncrazy. I have a new segment. No. And it's courtesy of one of our crime creeps, Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Tammy. I know you personally. 
Yes. This isn't just a regular creep. This is a cool Tammy. Yep. She's actually been in the studio before. She has. Tammy came up with a great segment. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about copycat crimes. Because Ooh. everyone's favorite crime kitty, Sophie. And I have a bumper for this one. I fingers out. Are you ready? Fingers out again, guys. Meow. I love that, <laughs> that one. That is so good. We were looking for meow sounds before we went live. Oh, and I was I like, I heard that one. one. I was like, so I good. love it. So you want to hear it again? I do. I kind of do. Meow. <laughs> oh, let's see who's in the litter box this week. This is a segment where we discuss a copycat crime and a criminal act that is modeled or inspired by a previous crime. Charity, I say let's jump right in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The television show Breaking Bad has been suspected of inspiring a number of crimes. In case you've been living under a rock and have not heard of this amazing television show, the series depicts a high school chemistry teacher with cancer who begins making and selling drugs to obtain money for securing his family's financial future. Here are a few people that maybe uh, took this a little bit too seriously. Ooh, can't wait to hear. In Kansas City, Missouri, police found in 2010 the dealing of blue-colored methamphetamine that seemed to be inspired by Walter White's meth. Oh. A 27-year-old man, Jason Hart, was found guilty of strangling his girlfriend to death and then used sulfuric acid in a plastic tub to dispose of the body. The incident had many similarities to various scenes in Breaking Bad, where Walter White and Jesse Pinkman dispose of bodies in a similar fashion. Yes. That oh was such God. a good part. That was so, oh, that was crazy. Do you remember when they were showing the thing and the people look up at yes. the ceiling? Yes. Oh, I love that. It was later found out that it had been a fan of Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. Nobody needed a uh, high school degree to figure that one out. Oh Come on now. my God. I can't even believe that. All right. Here's another one. In Alabama, a 55-year-old drug dealer was going by the name of Walter White. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you think that was a copycat? No way. That might have been his name, Mark. All right. Here's a good one for you, too. Stephen W. Doran, a teacher and a former member of the Massachusetts House of Representatives from 1981 to 1995, was arrested in 2013 for methamphetamine trafficking when police found 10000 in cash as well as equipment. He appeared in court with a clean-shaven head, and it was later found that he had been battling with cancer. He had been inspired by the television show to take things into his own hands and earn cash so he could receive the surgery therapy he needed. Oh, wow. That, now, I, th- some of this kind of like this kind of falls at the triple D level a little bit because yes. think about it, right? Like you really think that you can get away with what a TV character can get away with. 
I wish I could sometimes. I mean, it's, it's a wishful thinking, but most times it never works. That last one's pretty sad. It is sad. If the healthcare system was a, maybe a little bit different in this country, then we wouldn't have these issues. Right. All right. Moving on. Charity, are you ready? I got another one. Yes. Meow. I'm going to play that every single time. I can't <laughs> help it. The Dark Knight, the movie's depiction of the Joker, has inspired several crimes. In 2010, a Wisconsin man assaulted his cousin and girlfriend dressed as the Joker. Yeah, he just happened to do that after he found them sleeping together. Oh. Shoinks. <laughs> I wonder if when he was beating him up, do you remember the old Batman? It was yes, like, with the sound. Yes. And it had like the things on the screen yep. and stuff like that. Here's a whole new uh, meaning to kerplunk. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) In 2009, a young girl attacked her teacher with a razor blade. Her face had been painted in a similar way to the Joker. And unfortunately, the one that we all remember in 2012, Aurora, Colorado shooting, which took place during the screening of the film sequel, is often mistaken for a Joker copycat crime due to misinformation in early reporting. Wow. That's a sad case that maybe we should cover at some point. Definitely. Oh, I like this new segment, though. I do, too. But do you know what I like the most about it? What? Meow. (laughs) That. (laughs) Guys, if you got a great idea for a segment, don't be scared. Send it right into us. Info at casewatchpodcast.com. Dot com. Or send it on Facebook where everyone's, you know, Charity's best friend now. Someone's a little jelly. I haven't heard that word forever. (laughs) You're like totally jelly. You're like so jelly. Every single time that I hear people talk like that, it just makes me think of Clueless and it makes me laugh. Definitely. Can we go back to those times? It was so much fun back then. So much fun. Oh, I got in trouble last time I said it was let's go back into times because somebody took it the wrong way. So yes, let's stay in the world we are in in 2022 because we can't look back upon anything in our time. Exactly. Charity, can you tell the saltiness in my voice? You're a little salty. Cheer me up. Give me a case. What do you got, girl? We're going to be talking about the truck stop killer. Ooh, I'm excited. Take it away. Okay. Robert Ben Rhodes. Another Robert? Oh, my God. There's so many. I don't know about that name. I know plenty of Roberts that are lovely. I don't know. Now I'm getting kind of worried. I know a lot of Roberts, too. I know. But the ones I know are fabulous. I I bet everyone thought these ones were fabulous, too. Oh, I don't know. Let, let me let me read. All right, take it away. <laughs> so Robert Benjamin Rhodes was born on November 22nd, 1945 in Council Bluffs, Iowa. His father was away a lot of the time when he was a young child as he served in the United States Army. His mother was at home raising him while his father was stationed in West Germany. Robert was in elementary school by the time his father was discharged from the military. Back as a civilian, his dad began to work as a fireman. As the boy moved up in school years, it was said that although he had some social problems, he did very well in school and participated in many activities, sports, clubs, etc. Aren't those extracurricular activities, Charity? He's so mean because you know what? He messed up earlier a lot and he just bleeps (laughs) himself out. Yes, I could not say that word, guys. Extracurricular. I just said it there. Anyways. All right. A little behind the scenes. Whenever you hear a word that seems out of place, it's because Charity's attempted to say it three times and she's just like, ah, screw it. We're using a different word. <laughs> Whatever. I love it, though. That's what makes us us. Uh, so it didn't say what kind of social problems he had. Didn't really get into that. But if you were looking from the outside in and you weren't really like close to him, you would think he was normal. Okay. That's what I got from it. Uh, It's been said that behind closed doors, Robert's father was abusive. Scumbag. Yep. But there was no proof of it, really. It wasn't really taught. It's just people have said that's what happened behind closed doors. 
While attending Thomas Jefferson High School, he was arrested at the age of 16 for tampering with a car. This was in 1961. What's I don't know. tampering with a car well, mean? I don't know if he was trying to steal it or messing with the brakes or something. That's kind of what came to mind with me. Messing with a car. Are you cutting a brake line? Like, what are you doing? There's an old movie trope right there that we don't see anymore. Remember when we were younger? That was like a big thing. Oh, I'm cutting their brake lines. Yeah. Real quick, Charity, not to sidetrack us, but that's what I do. That's my whole job in this whole podcast. <laughs> what are these tropes that you look back on in your childhood that you thought was going to play a way bigger part of your life and just never did? I have one. Would you like an example? Yes, please. Quicksand. I assumed by now in my almost 50 years on this earth that I would have been in quicksand at least 30 times is how many times I watched it and, you know, growing up on TV shows. Really? Name a show that was on in the 70s and 80s and 90s that didn't have a quicksand plot. You're right, actually. I don't know if I have anything, though. I don't know if I do. I'd have to think about that. All right. What do you guys have? Let us know. Do you have these tropes that bug you? Miner's quicksand. I thought, weird as it sounds, like it it should have played a bigger part of my life. Interesting. I'll think about it and let you know. The next year, when he was 17, he was arrested again, this time for fighting in public. Must have been some fight if he was arrested. Because many times, like when teenagers fights, yeah, they, just, they kinda, just break them up. Yeah. And the authorities tell you. You go person, that way, you go that way. Exactly. So I, it must have been quite the fight. Despite these two arrests, Robert managed to graduate high school in 1964. He decided to enlist in the U.S. Marine Corps. Maybe someone suggested this to him in hopes of him straightening his life out. Like, Maybe somebody said, hey. A lot of times back in the day, if you were a troubled kid, that you were given a choice at some point, like, hey, you can go to jail yep, or you can go to the military. So it makes me wonder if that's kind of what happened here. You don't know. He was a troublemaker. So that same year, his father was arrested Uh for molesting a 12-year-old girl. He sounds lovely. What a douche canoe. So that gives you a little little extra look into what his father was like. Right? Oh, yeah. If he's Total able scumbag. to molest a 12-year-old girl, I, I, clearly he really was responsible for this disgusting act because he killed himself before he went to trial. Yeah, see, you want to do the crime, buddy? Do the time. You're a total scumbag. You should have nope. got it you know, on your end when you went to jail. Nope, he offed himself so he didn't have to. Loser. Yep. The douche family tree is looking plentiful. I thought you would like that. I do. <laughs> Wasn't that good? <laughs> Bringing the douche back. Uh-huh. While it's going to be at an all-time high in this episode, people. I think it might. We, we, it just fuels us. Strap your douche in because oh, we're, no. we're taking off on the douche Don't rocket. Douche rocket. You tell me not to say douche on my own douching show that <laughs> I created. I'm going to say douche anytime I want. Oh, man. Hey, Charity. Yeah. Nice douche Apple sticker on your laptop. Thanks. All right, I like it too. On. Let's let's hear more about this douchebag. <laughs> While in the Marines, Robert just couldn't keep himself out of jail. He was said to be involved in a robbery in around 1967 or 68. He was dishonorably discharged. Oh boy. The scary thing is, he was in the military for 3 maybe 4 years, just like some of the other cases we've talked about, Mark. Yeah, where else are these crimes, you know? But, that's what you got to think of. Or this was plenty of time to train him how to kill. Yeah. A lot of these people who went into the military to become, like you're in there four years, three or four years. You know how to shoot a gun. You know how to do lots of things. Oh, yeah. And one of the other things, like you are now in the perfect practicing ground where you're stationed different parts of the world that aren't where you're from. This is a great place to refine your skills. You know what? I didn't even think about that. I wonder if he. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. You're good like that, Mark. So now he was back being a civilian. 
and attempted to go to college, but it was short-lived and he dropped out almost as quickly as he started. He also tried to get into some form of law enforcement. He was obviously rejected because of his dishonorable discharge from the military. So they do background checks. They're not going to let you be a police officer if you were dishonorably discharged. Yeah, right. I mean, that's kind of like 101. (laughs) You would think. You would think. Throughout the 70s and the 80s, Robert would get married three times, but only have one child, a boy, with his first wife. I didn't, almost nothing was said about the the child, so I don't know. Probably a good thing, though. Yeah, I don't know if he was really involved in the life. I'm not sure. His third wife has spoken about her time with him, and we will talk about her a little bit later. He worked many jobs throughout this time. He worked in grocery stores, various restaurants, even warehouses. Finally, he found a new career. This career change would make it easy for him to kill and not get caught right away. He became a truck driver, not just any truck driver, but one that drove long distances. So he was able to take his rig all over the place, Mark. Not good. Kind of like the military. Now he's got a mobile work area. Yeah. He would be able to kill in areas all over. In the 80s, Robert started to get kinky and developed a love for BDSM. Yeah, I don't understand that. Couple of things, guys. It's a lot of work. There's more than one picture of him dressed in his attire. Oh, I'll make one of these the uh, uh-huh. the album artwork for this episode. And he had a nickname that he went by. Want to know what it was? I actually really do. Whips and chains. Oh, I was hoping for better. I know. it's kind of, That's kind of like, bleh. Here's what Wikipedia has to say about BDSM. BDSM is a variety of erotic practices and role-playing involving bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomachism, <laughs> sadomachism. Let's sado- try to sound this one out sado- on the air. Sadomasochism. Sadomasochism. There we go. And other related interpersonal dynamics. Like I said before, sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. The practice. You tell me, Charity, when regular sex is broken, and then (laughs) maybe we'll try to fix it. Until then, come on, guys. Really? Some of these stories I read just make me shake my head. I agree. So the practice of BDSM, though, is supposed to be consensual. Okay. Okay. That's good. It's supposed to be consensual. It's something kinky that some people like to do, and it's pretty popular in some people's relationships. I like the way Charity's over this. Like, it's something some people it like is. to do. Well, it is, right? It is. I guess. During the time Robert was experimenting with the kinkier side of life, he was also taking it upon himself to abuse his wife, Deborah, mentally, physically, and sexually. Oh, boy. Sounds like a total winner. Yep. Deborah was his third wife and does talk about his t- this time of her life. This sicko didn't seem to care about anyone's consent, not even his very own wife. That's so sad in all aspects. I, I can't stay in this guy already. Exactly. I'm a lot of things, but I am probably one of the most respectful people Definitely. in the whole world. Definitely. I can't stay in I can honestly like say that about Mark 100%. Let's fast forward a little bit to April 1st, 1990 on an Arizona highway. A state trooper named Mike Miller was driving along when he noticed a big tractor trailer on the side of the road. Thinking the truck was either broken down or out of gas, Officer Miller stopped to see if the driver needed any help. Pretty straightforward in protocol, I would think. Yep. When he got to the truck, he found the driver, but he also made another horrible discovery. Inside the truck was a naked girl named Kathleen Vine in severe distress, chained up with her mouth gagged.
Kathleen was trying to scream help me through the gag on her mouth. Robert assured Officer Miller that the two were simply involved in a consensual kinky sex act and it was all just a misunderstanding. The Please tell me this trooper had questions. The trooper took one look at the terrified girl and arrested Robert on the spot. Thank you. Oh, my God. If this next statement was going to be, all right, have a good day, sir. Yeah. I was going to be having Car- some issues. Carry on with your consensual, non-scary sex. I know, but we laugh. But this happened with the Dahmer case where that guy took off and then the cops brought him back. Yep. It's like, give me a break. Sometimes it's like, ask some questions. I know. I mean, I you ask me a million questions if you pull me over for doing six miles an hour over the speed limit. I mean, maybe ask some questions if somebody's got a ball gag in their mouth. Exactly. Or maybe running down the street naked. Yeah. I don't know. Might be something I would have some questions. On. I would too. After searching the truck, it was discovered that there was an automatic pistol on board. Right then and there, Robert faced assault and kidnapping charges. It wasn't yet known that this evil man could have been responsible for raping, torturing, and killing up to 50 women. Holy crap. It, 50 women. That's nuts. Like, let, let that number sink into your head there for a second. This took place between 1975 and 1990. Even though it was believed his first murder happened long before 1990, the first of his known murders were January of 1990. Patricia Walsh and her new husband, Douglas Ziskowski. Good job. Thank you had left Seattle in November to hitchhike to Georgia. This was in 1989. Hitchhiking's always scared me so much, Mark. I know you said when you were younger, like you would pick I picked someone up, up hitchhikers, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. But I grew up in Claremont, New Hampshire. Not you, a lot happened over you there. You said that, yeah. We had the Kellyville Killer, which was a whole thing back in the 80s. But other than that, like, we were pretty, pretty easy going over there. Oh, good. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. Yes. I mean, hitchhiking was okay. Okay. It wasn't for me. Well, to each their own charity. Exactly. This cute couple were headed to Georgia, spreading the Christian religion. They were hoping to share their love for God with many. This just shows what kind of people they were. Yep. They probably thought a truck driver would be a safe choice for hitchhiking. Richard gave the couple a ride while passing through Texas. He didn't waste any time and killed Douglas right away. After all, he just needed Patricia to serve his need. Yeah, what a scumbag. So this, uh, this newlywed couple, so excited to go on a trip, and she first, before what is going to happen to her, she first needs to see her new husband that she loves so much murdered right before her eyes. Yeah, that's horrible. Horrible. So horrible. She had to endure a week's worth of rape and horrible tortures repeatedly. Yeah, ugh. The poor woman was essentially a sex slave. When this evil man was bored with her, he shot her to death. Douglas's body was found that January in Ozana, Texas, but it couldn't be identified until 1992. Patricia's remains were found by deer hunters in Millard County, Utah. It would take 13 years to identify her by using dental records. Oh, wow. Yep. Talk about not having closure for the loved ones of this couple. So sad. It really is when you think about that. You don't want your loved one to no longer be on this earth, but not knowing. And then if you, let's say, for instance, you don't know, you're looking for that person in your mind constantly. You're out on the street like, oh, was that them? Yes. Did I just see them? You had that other case that just happened recently where that autistic man was just found. Did you see that? No. So we'll have to get into that on the next episode. They police found an autistic man who has been missing for years, oh. a couple states away from where he went missing really? and just got reunited with his family. Oh, so that's only, yeah, we'll have to look into that. Oh, absolutely. 
He killed and disposed of Douglas like he was a piece of trash and then used and abused Patricia as if she wasn't even a human being. This guy is the absolute worst. Next, he lured an 18-year-old girl into his torture rig and tortured and raped her, of course. This Houston woman was able to escape, but not before Richard cut her hair and shaved off all of her pubic hair. Why? Don't I don't know. understand people. He's a sicko. This woman was so frightened that she wouldn't give the police any details or identify Richard in any way. She firmly believed no one could protect her from him. So she went to the police station, petrified, told them about everything that happened to her, that he was a truck driver, but would not describe him, not, she was just too afraid. She just wanted it to go away. I just, when you say this kind of stuff, like I close my eyes and I try to put myself into that state of mind of, How scared that person truly was if they had that thought where they couldn't even say anything. Yep. I couldn't even imagine that. Regina K. Walters was just 14 years old when she and her boyfriend, Ricky Jones, decided to hitchhike along starting in Pasadena, Texas, where Regina was from. Regina was a runaway at this time, so it makes sense that she might choose hitchhiking as her form of transportation. And she was 14. She probably had no money, you know? The couple was in love and hoped to make it, make it to Mexico. She couldn't drive and likely had little or no money, like I just said. This was in February, just about a month after Richard had picked up the newlyweds. Just like before, he killed Ricky right away because, you know. He doesn't want them. Yeah. The men just got in the way. Yep. He kept the young girl captive for weeks. Some have said even longer. Doing the same unspeakable tortures and performing the same sexual abuses as he had with his previous victim or victims, I should say, because we don't really know. Try to put yourself in the shoes of that woman. 14 years old. Even worse, put yourself in the shoes of that little girl. Imagine every single day you're going to wake up and you know, this is just going to happen until he kills me. Uh, It's so sad. I can't even imagine that life. And thinking to herself, I never should have run away. I can't even imagine somebody who would do this to another human. Oh, it's disgusting. I just don't understand it. Here is where things get more strange. Stranger than already. Eerie pictures of Regina were later found at this sicko's home. These pictures showed Regina with bruising at different levels of healing. The pictures also showed the young girl's hair at different lengths. Guys, this poor thing was definitely held captive much longer than a few weeks. Oh, yeah. If Regina's story couldn't get any worse, Robert, I guess, thought it would be really funny to call her father more than once from different payphones. I'm thinking this fed into his sick crimes, pretty much saying, I have your daughter and there's nothing you can do about it. On one call, he told the girl's father that he had cut her hair. Robert was said to have tortured Regina with many different tools, even using fish hooks. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm going back in my head to when I was 14, and I can't imagine the terror a girl of this age must have felt. Anyone would be petrified, never mind being just a teenage girl. It's so sad. It really is. Think about it. She was only living her second year as a teenager. Unbelievable. You put it that way. It's scary. There is one final picture of Regina that is believed to be the last one before he finally killed her. her. Her hair is short, and she is dressed in a black dress and heels. These were not her clothes. Mark will post it. It captures the intense fear. I want you to go ahead and look it up right now. All right. Hold on. It Let me pull creepy. it right up. All right. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, wow. Is There's like a, a whole photo shoot here. It's it's petrifying. She, you can see the fear. It's so sad. that, it, And those are the last pictures her family have, has of her. That is horrible. Guys, horrible. you need to go look those up. Horrible. 
Regina finally died at the hands of this monster. He killed her using bailing wire. He then just chucked her lifeless body in a barn in Illinois. Said it right. Right off the highway. You just made so many people happy. I know. In other pictures found of the girl later, it was clear that Robert had also shaved her genitals. He's got a thing for this. Mm -hmm. He's way ahead of his time. Regina was the last victim killed by him before he was caught and arrested. As we talked about earlier, Robert was arrested on April 1st, 1990 for aggravated assault, sexual assault, and unlawful imprisonment. Kathleen told Detective Rick Barnhart that Robert picked her up at a truck stop north of Phoenix. She said he was very polite and seemed super nice. She also told Detective Barnhart that she commonly hitchhiked to go visit her friends. Kind of like, you know, I do, do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Never thought Everyone this was always says, happen. that's the one thing that I hate that you hear on the news all the time. It doesn't happen here. It happens other places. Yep. It doesn't happen here until it does. Until it does. Remember, any of these heinous crimes can happen in any community, any city, any town, no matter how big, how small. Keep your guard up, people. Yes, please. Once she was in the truck, she fell asleep, but was awakened violently and thrown into the sleeper cab and shackled. The 27-year-old woman went on to say that Robert kept his torture tools in a briefcase. He took them out and began the horrific torture, and it continued on all day. Oh, boy. The horrible welts on her back and chest had to be photographed for evidence. In my opinion, opinion, Robert was definitely going to kill her. because oh, not yeah. Well, because not only did he tell her, she had to refer to him as whips and chains. Side note, guys, this was also his CB handle. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? I miss CBs. We, me and all my friends had them growing up in our cars. Break a break a one none. This is whips and chains. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> hearing that? I love it. He also admitted to her that he had been doing this for 15 years. What an absolute POS. I agree. And I don't think we'll ever find out how many people there actually was. That's the sad part. Because like I said, he was in the military. He was traveling around driving a truck. There could be people, just think about this for a second, people. You have one little unsolved case on, you know, Podunk, Mississippi or somewhere yep. like that, whatever. He could have just been traveling through there. Think about that. Now, times that all over the country. It, 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 we'll get into that a little bit. That's the scary part. It's so scary. As many as these psychos as there are, this could be happening everywhere. Yep. And then we just haven't connected all the dots yet. Yep. Sad. It is sad. Barnhart asked her if Robert had raped her. She claimed he hadn't yet, but the detective didn't believe the frightened woman because her injuries showed otherwise. When Barnhart started interviewing Robert, he explained that Kathleen was a quote-unquote lot lizard, a woman that hung around truck stops, basically making her sound like she was trashy. Yep, so, I've heard that word before. Yeah, so he's talking... I'm a truck driver, if people that don't know. So he's talking a negative about this poor girl that he assaulted. Robert stopped talking at that point. Barnhart later remembered feeling upset that Robert was actually blaming the woman for what happened to her in his truck. Like it was her fault. I hate people when they do I this. I do too. When the police searched his truck, here are some of the things they found. Are you ready? I'm scared. There was a secret cubby between the seats and handcuffs on the ceiling so the victims could dangle about while he tortured them. He had what investigators called a murder kit. There were whips, chains, cords, dildos, leashes, clips, pins, and fish hooks. He would use all these items to torture these young women. He especially liked to torture their genitals. 
How nice. What a scumbag. Yep. Barnhart sent the information nationwide, hoping to get a hit from other law enforcement with similar details. He then faxed a letter to a superior court judge in Arizona to detain Robert until any other information from other states came in. So he knew this wasn't his first. Oh, yeah. He knew. He, he knew this guy. He, he had this whole kit. He, he was ready. You just this. don't all of a sudden decide that, you know, you're going to do this and get caught your first time. This yep. has been happening. The detective's next step was instrumental. He called the Houston Police Department because he knew this was where Robert lived. He quickly received a call back from Detective Bomar, who reported an almost identical case that happened in Houston. Remember the young girl that escaped and went to the police department but was too afraid to yes. her kidnapper? Now having two victims in two different states with an almost identical account of what happened to them was motivation enough for Barnhart to make a call to the FBI. Special Agent Bob Lee went through all the information Barnhart had about the two victims, and he was able to profile the disturbed man as a sexual sadist. Lee knew that sexual sadists like to keep pictures, items, journals, etc. from their victims. Since they got aroused by seeing others in pain, they enjoyed keeping these said items to relive their crimes over and over. Lee knew right then he had to get a warrant to search Robert's Houston apartment. And this is where we're going to stop for now, guys. Uh, now I want to know. Sorry, but there is a lot more to this, so we will have to wait until the next episode. Charity, you leave us hanging right at the best part every single time. I know. I'm sorry. Hey, it is what it is. Hey, guys, we really appreciate all the five-star reviews you gave us we sure do and we certainly know there's going to be a one-star one coming up pretty soon about the swearing incident that happened in the uh case watch crime creep group yes guarantee there'll be a one-star review coming from that so oh, probably let's go ahead and combat that by leaving your own five-star review <laughs> and say douche canoe <laughs> any douchey word you want to say is fine any douchey word works for me <laughs> guys we'll see you on the next one bye guys see ya mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.